Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host. If you're new here, welcome. Detox Podcast is a deep dive into my poetry collections, Pick Your Poison on Addiction and Recovery. Every episode, I dissect one of my poems. I go into it to describe my emotions, my experiences, and I present it to you in this way in order to create a place of solace, understanding, and relatability. Let's dive in. Hello, how are you? This is episode eight. No, it's episode nine. (laughs) It's called Transformation. Welcome back. I'm excited about this one. At first I was like, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then something happened to me this week and I was like, oh, Mm. (laughs) here we go. It's funny how that happens. Hey, like, I don't know, whenever I'm kind of like in the podcasting zone, I find that things in my life really reflect the themes. And I don't know if it's just because I'm hyper aware of like what's going on. Uh, But I don't know, it comes up in like conversations. And I'll do this thing where it's like, oh, I literally just recorded a podcast episode talking about that exact same topic. I'm like, oh, man, people might find me annoying for always being like, I was talking to nobody about this later, like earlier on. (laughs) I know that I'm not talking to nobody, but like I wasn't really having a conversation with another person. It was just like me talking into the microphone. Um, You're not nobody. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I've got some workshops coming up uh, this weekend. Learn to Read Tarot Level 1. It's on May 22nd at 1 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. It's virtual, so you can join anywhere in the world. I've got sliding scale prices. It's $25, $40, or $65. And it's all the basics. It's everything you need to know to start reading your own tarot cards. It's kind of a, like, let's throw the guidebook out the door and learn to read by actually examining, like, the symbolism, the numerology, uh, the astrology, the elements, everything that's going on in the cards themselves and, and kind of learning like what tarot is really all about. I teach how to clear and care for your deck. Yeah, it's fun. It's super fun. It's really interactive. You get a lot of time for practicing and discussion. And then level two is the weekend after. It's on May 30th, 1 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time as well. Um, again, virtual. You can join from anywhere. And this one's all about tarot spread. So it's learning some like common tarot spreads that are out and about in the world, as well as learning how to read the cards in conjunction with each other when you pull more than one card at a time and how they kind of influence each other, what order to read them, that stuff. And we also get to create our own tarot spreads from scratch. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I haven't done level two yet. So this is going to be the first instance of it. And I think it'll be super awesome. So hopefully I'll see you folks there. Uh, But let's get into it. Let's get into this episode. It's called Transformation. And here is the poem, Transformation. Discomfort is not only to be suffered. It is to be experienced, explored, and honored. Discomfort is the truest indicator of growth. That's it. And isn't this just the essence of what addiction recovery is all about? It's learning to actually be in the discomfort and not only just be, because that's the first step, right? 
we remove alcohol or whatever substance or whatever toxic uh, behavior or whatever is our kind of like our unhealthy coping mechanism from our lives. And finally, like even on that first day, you know, the first day that you do it, you're like, okay, well, it's 6 p.m. I normally would be having a beer right about now. And I'm not, and even like going out of this normal routine is like very uncomfortable to not have this thing. It's like, there's like this void that happens and your brain starts to freak out. You're like, okay, well, it's time for a beer. It's time, it's time, it's time. Let's do it, let's do it. It's in the fridge, it's all ready to go, it's cold, let's do it. And you're like, "Mm, no, because we decided yesterday that today would be day one, so we're not gonna do it. But I mean, how many times did we have that conversation, right? And it didn't end up panning out the way we intended. And we, you know, we're kind of back at square one the next day. But when we get to that moment, that discomfort, and we say, you know what? Mm-mm. Fuck you, craving. Not today. Not today. We are going to stare this in the eye, and we are not going to take shit. We are going to sit in this, whatever this is. It feels so awful. It feels like our skin is burning off of our bodies and we want to escape from the confines of our being, which we cannot do. And we're stuck, we're stuck in it. And it just feels impossible, but we ride it and we ride it. And the whole part of that comes next is like, okay, what it, but what is this all about? Why do I have this sheer discomfort in this moment? At first it's like, yeah, okay, I was like physically and mentally addicted to alcohol. And so there's craving when there's the absence of that addictive substance. That's kind of like level one. And then we move to level two, which is like, why at this point in my day do I feel like I need this substance to do what it's being, what it's doing for me, which is a few things. So one, it is turning off the system. It's like a hard shutdown. Like, you know, when you can't turn your computer off the correct way and you just like hold down that power button and hard, hard shutter down. Yeah. Um, shut her down. That always reminds me of my dad and like twofold because he would like say that when we were acting kind of out of turn or like being bad, he would be like, shut her down. And, uh, but he was also in computers. Like that's what he did. And so it just like, I don't know, it has this weird, like twofold meaning for me, but yeah. So the, we're going from like our day of being kind of like in heightened, stress all day and then suddenly we need something to take us down like boom at the end of the day and alcohol is really really good at that it just like bottoms you out immediately it's super efficient in that way and so okay if that's what's happening um i am looking for something to to turn me off at the end of the day i'm too on i'm too frazzled, too stressed, too whatever, right? Like it's just, we're running on high, almost on like overdrive. And now it's time to shut it off, to shut her down. But then it's like, why? What's going on in the day that it's, this is what's happening. And so we explore that. We get this, this 
opportunity to explore why. And once we identify like what it is that's really causing the stress and perhaps like you don't even know that you're stressed, but you've been doing this alcohol thing in the evening or marijuana or whatever it is, right? Maybe you don't even realize how stressful your life is because you have been coping with a substance. That was the story for me. I didn't realize that my life was stressful. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I was like, I wish there was an easy answer as to why I drink so much. Like what, like what's so wrong in my life that I'm wanting to drink. And you know what? It's not always this like big trauma, right? There's not, um, it's not always these glaring obvious things. And it took a lot of exploration as to, to figure out why it was that. And what was really going on? Like, okay, I worked at ambulance dispatch right away. That's co- that's covered in stress, every inch of it, from doing twelve-hour shifts where I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, after you know drinking until like midnight, and being unconscious for four hours until my alarm went off, and then feeling like garbage while I did like very intense and emotionally exhausting and mentally exhausting work. And then at the end of the day, I was doing it all over again. There was that. Like, I never thought that job was stressful until I removed alcohol. And I was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) Right? So there's that. And you may not even realize how stressful your job is if if, if you're coping with something that's kind of covering it up, kind of sweeping it under the rug, and it's just become habitual to use this substance constantly, you might not know what's what's underneath. And that's what starts happening, right? Like you, you kind of pull back the covers and you realize there's some shit. There's some shit in there that, that I didn't remember or didn't notice, or I don't know how that got in there. <laughs> and so, I noticed family stuff, I noticed friend stuff, and I started to notice other times when I became uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. And sitting in the discomfort of addiction recovery, I knew that if I pushed through that discomfort, I would get to the good stuff. And so if I was able to push through that discomfort and get to the bliss of sobriety and like stability in sobriety and no longer even think about alcohol, I can, I can apply that to other things. When I would try something new, it was so scary, especially uh, in my life kind of after getting sober, I started doing like entrepreneurial kind of stuff and I did like a live speaking gig. That was terrifying, but I did it. I started selling stuff at a market and had to like market myself, put myself out there, published books and put them out there. And like, that was scary. Um, I just, there was this huge anxiety around it. I remember for like a full year of doing kind of like workshops and uh, book launches and like things that were really, 
you know, putting myself into the public eye more. And I was riddled with anxiety the entire time. And I remember thinking like, if I feel this way this entire time, is this worth it? When will this end? And guess what? It ended and everything feels really easy now. So it gets better. (laughs) It does. And so the most recent theme for me and this thing that happened this week, it's about boundaries. It's about standing up for myself. It's about not letting people walk over me and kind of standing up for what's right. So I'm a people pleaser. And at some point I'm going to stop saying that because I feel like I'm perpetuating it by like saying that I am it. I feel like I'm more like I'm moving away from it. I'm, I don't know if I like the term recovering people pleaser. Uh, I don't know. I'll come up with something. I'll come up with a term for that. But I am really proud of myself in what unfolded. It was at work. And recently, I have been promoted to team lead. I have worked at Ambulance Dispatch for nine years. And I have a lot of experience there. And I was promoted to team lead on my platoon. And I'm really excited about it. And I like that I'm being recognized for my experience. And I feel like I have a really good rapport with like all my teammates. And I feel like it was just like a really easy shift. A natural next step. And I also, I'm management at my, at my other job. I own a business, City and Soul Wellness Collective. So I, I'm a business owner with two other business owner partners. And so like, that's my role over there. And so it just, it was a nice parallel. At first I thought maybe it would be nice to kind of have a job where I wasn't really responsible and had to just, I could just show up, do my work and go home. But I'm finding that the skills are translating really nicely and I'm being bolstered in my, um, my strengths and standing up for myself and and being assertive in all of these roles and they're all helping and recently i have a specific coworker who i feel like as soon as i was made, made team lead there was a shift in her attitude and i don't I don't know, it might not be related, but she started to treat me not as well. And on one of her shifts, she made a really rude comment under her breath about me. And instead of letting it go like I normally do, I said straight to her, do not speak about me like that. And then my body set on fire. (laughs) I've never said anything like that before. I'm the kind of person who, like typically, 
uh, aggression or dislike is not really aimed at me in a very in an obvious way at least like i've never seen it because i'm i'm kind of like a a very passive chill positive person and so i i'm helpful and <laughs> i don't really cause shit and i this was hard <laughs> like sh like my body was like shaking and i didn't get rid of the anxiety from this like the, there were other instances of conflict throughout the night with the same person and it just built and built and built and i felt so raw but the awesome thing about it was that i didn't have spiraling thoughts about it and that was a really really important piece for me because that meant that i didn't feel guilty for doing it which in the past when you set boundaries and you set up your set yourself up in a way that shows people how you are meant to be treated and you teach people how to treat you sometimes there's that guilt piece that comes in because of their reaction especially as a people pleaser there is that reaction that's like oh my god now i feel guilty because this person's upset and now i need to fawn to make them like feel like they're okay and i'm responsible for their emotional well-being and like oh my god it's a oh it's a whole thing like it's even to the point where like if my boyfriend's like hey can you like pick me up a drink on your way home i have to do it because if I don't, I feel guilty. And it's like the smallest thing and he doesn't care. If I said no, he wouldn't care. It's not like he's trying to manipulate me, but like I have to do it or else I feel so guilty and I feel like completed. Like I feel like the loop is completed if I do the task that brings him joy. And like, I'm happy. I'm obviously happy to like pick him up a drink on my way home because I love him and it's nice <laughs> and it's not a big deal. But that guilt is so fucking weird. And I have that in situations where I place boundaries. It's like, oh my God, like maybe I should renege on what I said. Maybe I should take it back. Maybe I should remove the boundary because, oh my God, like what are they thinking? Like they must hate me and it's intolerable. But this time I didn't have that guilt. Oh my God, I'm so ecstatic about that. Ooh, it felt so good to just say it. Do not speak about me like that. Because I wasn't rude. I was direct. And I wasn't inflammatory. I wasn't trying to escalate the situation. I am her superior now. And I just feel very emboldened to be able to stand up for myself now. And it's funny that it took some sort of title to make me feel able to do that. Maybe it's a coincidence, maybe I was already moving in that direction, but yeah, I feel really empowered now. And it's this discomfort that came afterwards, it took like two days to go away, that I knew. I, it was very familiar territory. I had felt that so many times since entering into sobriety that I knew that it meant that I was transforming.
that it meant that I was shedding this old version of myself and stepping into someone new, stepping into the person that I am meant to be and like a real person. Because when we people please, we are doing everyone a disservice. It's not in the name of service. It's in the name of self-preservation and conflict aversion and not wanting to be in conflict because conflict feels intolerable. No one gets to even know who we really are when we people please, because we never say our opinion. We never stand up for how we feel. We just, it's like we're just Plato. It's a really crude way to describe it or childish or whatever. But if you like, we're just malleable. We just shift into whatever we're like water. We just fill the container of whatever shape it is. But I want to be the container now. If I am a rectangle, this world will come and fit my rectangle parameters. You feel me? We are the container now. We get to look at this discomfort and see exactly what it is. It's not a beacon to regress. It's not a beacon to say, go backwards. This is wrong. Turn away. That's a different sensation. This discomfort needs to be honored because if we take it and we, and we erase it with substance, with alcohol, cannabis, whatever. If we take it and we obliterate it because we can't stand it, then we, then we lose the full effect of the transformation. We do not process it properly. It gets logged into the swept under the rug shenanigans. You know, like it's, it's, it's covered up, it's marred, it's tainted. That's how I feel. That's my experience anyway. And like on that day, like, as I've said in previous episodes, like I use cannabis daily, except I don't use it when I have that feeling. I wanted to, but I didn't want to that badly, which was cool. It wasn't like, fuck, I need to get rid of this. This is intolerable. And it, it did feel intolerable. And I was like, how do I make this go away? How do I make this go away? Um, but I knew that like the only thing that makes it go away is time, integration, sleep, care, rest, nourishment, water, food, hugs, you know, that's what makes, and like camaraderie, all my coworkers felt the same way. They had the same raw energy coursing through them because they were there. They witnessed it. They felt it. They stood up for me. It was amazing. It felt really great. And I didn't, I didn't use the cannabis. And I'm really proud of that too. It's really awesome when we start like trusting the process. The process of transformation. It's messy. (laughs) And we may feel like we've made a mistake. We might feel like we made a mistake because it feels so raw and uncomfortable, but we weren't wrong. 
And maybe, maybe, you know, we weren't perfect through it, but we learned. Sometimes we say the wrong thing. Sometimes we, the, the moment takes us and we, we express ourselves in a way that maybe we regret, but we're moving towards transformation and it is to be honored and it is to be experienced, not obliterated. There are many, many times in the last four years that I've pushed through discomfort and welcomed it because I knew on the other side was something brilliant. And I have been waiting for this feeling because this pandemic has been so traumatizing and I feel so suppressed, like my motivation, my creativity, productivity, um, faith. It's all shifting and dulled and I'm really, really, really welcoming this transition to something powerful. Just know that it's always worth sticking up for yourself. The discomfort is always worth the growth. And the more we do it, the more familiar we get with it. And it's more tolerable each and every time. And the desire to escape it goes away because it's not necessarily escapism that I'm looking for when I feel this now. It's just soothing and making my body feel comfortable instead of leaving it, soothing it instead of abandoning it, abandoning it. That's the difference. Thank you, my friends, for tuning in to another episode of Detox Podcast. I hope you're doing well out there. I think at City and Soul, we're coming up with uh, a sobriety circle or addiction recovery circle for the summer. And we've got a few dates that we're working on. So that's something to look out for. As soon as I have more details, I will let you know. I love you all. Here's transformation. Discomfort is not only to be suffered, it is to be experienced, explored and honored. Discomfort is the truest indicator of growth. See you next time.